definitely the most recent plot twist uh, for sure has been when I got let go of, you know, of, of that corporate banking job. Um, you know, I was working and they, you know, top 10% of the company and I got hired. I got recruited at this other bank and they, um, within six months, they let me go. Yo, it's you again. Man, yo, I knew you were going to come back and listen to the episode. I just knew it. And to everybody who's new to the podcast, this is Daniel Coronado, host of the Plot Twist podcast, where you're actually, you know, <laughs> tuned into. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> welcome to the Plot Twist podcast. Excuse my little voice. I'm a little ronco right now. I got a little sick over the weekend, but you know, we're fine. But welcome to the Plot Twist podcast once again, as if I haven't said that for the third time, you know what I'm saying? On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking to Sandy Fernandez. Sandy Fernandez is a mother, yoga teacher, writer, financial advisor, and also the president and founder of Karmic Currency. That's right, you heard correctly, Karmic Currency. Sandy had previously worked in the financial services industry for quite a few years, like a cool minute, right? You know, you all just heard her plot twist a little earlier, and she basically fused two things that she knew really well and formed her thriving business. Again, karmic currency, the energy behind business and finance. Throughout the episode, you will hear a little bit about how you can also tap into your spirituality and manifestations for yourself and how men can also and should tap into spirituality and acting on the gifts that we all carry within us you know, for lack of a better word, we're going to say gifts. All right. Take a moment while you listen to the podcast to rate, review, and subscribe. And yo, send it to all your friends, your family, like if it's the best cheese man that you've ever just received. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know y'all do that. So do that for the podcast. I greatly appreciate you. So stay tuned for the rest of the podcast episode and let me know what y'all think. What's up, Sandy? How you doing today? What's up, what's up? Hola, mis amigos. How's everybody doing? So glad to be uh, on the show, Danny, with you. I was so excited when you uh, when you reached out. I was like, yes. Because <laughs> I've been you know, watching you on the gram. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, no doubt. You're doing. Yeah, so, I heard about really- you through the Morado Blends podcast, and I was like, hold up. I need to reach yes. out, and I need to know what, what's going on. And I've been following you, and it's just like, day after day like all these inspirational things and i'm just like what this is too cool yeah 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 so talk to us a little bit about karmic currency what is karmic currency so karmic currency is a company that i started almost two years ago Um, my background is actually banking and finance i was in banking in the banking industry for 21 years Mm -hmm. and you know through my own plot twist uh which we can chat about a little bit Mm -hmm. um i got recruited from one of the banks that I was working at and got recruited to work at another bank. They threw a ridiculous amount of money um, at me. I went to work. I regretted it within two weeks. Um, and within six months of being there, they let me go. Oh, really? So, that, yeah. So that was like my my catalyst, my plot twist. But right. before, I was so miserable at that job that I started building, you know, my exit strategy. I was like, okay, I got to get the hell out of here because... This is not working for me. Right. Um, I mean, you got to take those those um, those big adult, you know, decisions. Yeah. Well, listen, I have a philosophy that, you know, when things are meant to be, they're going to happen whether you want them to or not. And, you know, a lot of times we get that intuition that tells us that we need to do something and we don't listen. And then the universe forces it on you. It's like, oh, you don't want to do it. The universe inspires it for you. Yeah. They forced you. And um, and that's how really, you know, I started building Karmic Currency. Um, I'm a yoga teacher also. I'm a Reiki master. I'm also clairvoyant. So I started to connect chakra energy with my clients at the bank. And so when I started building the company, I didn't want it to be a conflict of interest, obviously, with the bank. So I started building this holistic practice. Um, but once they let me go, I was like, you know what? Full speed ahead. I'm, I'm in. You know, that's it. And, um, and, you know, doing this ever since. And it's been amazing, amazing, amazing. So was it like kind of like a, like, um, 
how do you say it in English? From night to day, where you were just like, well, I'm gonna do this now. Or did it take a few like a few months to plan and prep everything? No, no, it took it took a while. It took a while to get done. Um, I want to say that probably for the last ten years, I was wanting to leave uh, banking, um, and I tried to do it, you know, on a number of occasions, but nothing, nada se me daba, like nothing would work out. Anything that I would try to do, it would just kind of fizzle out, and and then I was like, well, whatever. And then finally, I just embraced it, and I was like, look, this is what I'm good at. I'm good at my job. I'm good at money. I'm good at finances. I'm just gonna stay here. Um, but it was a long time coming. It was a long time of, you know, planning and, and figuring out how am I going to do this until series of events and all the elements just kind of came together and, and my company was born. It was it's really magic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting because I also have worked at a couple of different financial institutions at a credit union and at a bank. And, um, I don't know, like, that's so cool that you, you basically just took your background and what you know, um, and you shifted it to who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, you put the two, like peanut butter and jelly. Who would have known that peanut butter and jelly was bombed together? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is you. You put the two things. I know. Like, I would have never imagined that currency and spirituality can go hand in hand. And and you know what, Daniel? You're so right. Because for a long time before I started my company, I felt so segmented. I felt like I was so divided within myself. And for a long time, I joke because I'm a Gemini. So, you know, we're like the twins and we're super bipolar and one mm. is this and one is this. So for a long time, I was like, well, maybe that's just my nature because it's my, you know, horoscope sign. And then maybe this is what I'm supposed to be. Right. But I always felt so divided. And finally, when I created Karmic Currency, I'm like, oh, my God, yes, my life is complete. <laughs> That's so <laughs> I funny. <laughs> A baby was and born. People love it. People hear about it and they're like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? And I actually had, I'll tell you this funny story. Um, I ran into one of my old bank coworkers mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, um, so I ran into another you know, so-and-so friend that worked at the bank. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you know what he said? And I said, what? He goes, hey, so I heard Sandy left banking to go be a psychic. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yeah, let's talk about that. So how does, um, so what, how does the public perceive that whole like psychic type of, um, identity behind what you're doing and how do you perceive it? Um, well, you know what? I really try to kind of shy away from, the term and the word psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a psychic. I'm a clairvoyant. I'm a clair. There's, there's, there's different. There's psychics who there's predict like the future. There's like five of them, right? Right. There's mediums who communicate with spirit. Those are the people who see, you know, dead people. And then there's the clairs. There's five different clairs. So I have all five of them. And how do you know that you have of... those? Is it just something that comes from within? You just figure it out, or como es? Is there a test? You know, I always had this gift since I was a kid. Um, but obviously, when I was growing up, we didn't have Google. I didn't know what any of this was. Right. And people would ask me specifically that they're like, well, how did you know that? Are you a psychic? And I was like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not a psychic. I'm a you know, um, but that's, you know, how eventually I started kind of researching and Googling. And I was like, this this has to be something and it's not that. So that's when I came across the Claire's and I was like, Oh, very cool. This, this is who I am. So you said you're a clairvoyant, <laughs> which, what exactly does that, um, does that mean for everybody? Like if they come out to you, what, so, what are they seeking? So for most people, and again, I really use these specific gifts. It's not really something that you can turn off. You know, so it could happen really at any given moment. Sometimes I say things to people and they're like, how did you know that? Or stuff like that. Um, But for the most part, through Carmen Currency, I use it, you know, as an intuitive piece. It's kind of like an insight that I use when I coach clients or when I meet with them or when I chat with them, because I see more than what people are telling me. Mm. You know, a lot of times people come see me and they say one thing and I'm looking at them and I'm like, "Uh, no. Yeah. There's something else here. And it, and it's, you know, it helps because at the end of the day, if you're coming to me, help, we need to be honest. Right. So it's kind of like a little cheat sheet. 
So can you feel these vibes from people all the time? Or is it like something that you just, um, that they kind of have to grant or give you permission to do? Like, can you be um, at the grocery store and you're like, oh, this person has bad vibes right now. Like, let me stay away. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, fact. There's, when somebody has a vibe, some people are stronger than others. Mm. It's, it's like a perfume, you know? Some people, their perfume, their scent is stronger than others. Some people you, you know, don't even notice. Um, So definitely, some people have a stronger vibe and they give off a stronger presence than other right. people. So, yeah, you know, there's been times where I've gone places or seen people and I'm just like, hey, no, that's gaga energy, I'm out. And I, and I leave, I'll leave the place or, you know, I just don't want to be around that person. Um, and that's, you know, I've always felt that way too. Um, like I meet people, right. And obviously, and, um, sometimes something's off, right? Like, I'm just like, yo, like this person is not the one that I'm supposed to be interacting with. They're like, I shouldn't invest too much time with them. And I tell people, yo, I don't like fulano de tal, right? Because, um, and they're, they're like, why? And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this to you because you will not understand. But there's just something that is just telling me don't invest time in that person. Don't feel out for them very much. Take your yep. time. And it like, like sometimes I'm wrong. You know, sometimes it's like it's like eight out of ten times I'm right. A couple of times right. I might be wrong. But it's just so hard to describe the feeling because I've had the, the, the time mm. where someone's like, why don't you like this person? I love them, blah, blah, blah. Right. I can't tell you. I'm not gonna press my feelings on you. You go ahead and you love them, however, however you want to love them. Pero de aquí, yo de lejos. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll mm-hmm. like just keep it like that because it's just not worth. And and when I do go against it, it's like I wasted my time and I figured out that that was not what I was supposed to be doing. Hmm. Listen, I always tell people. People are always very fascinated in this conversation. Always, you know, takes up the majority of stuff. But you know what? I tell people all the time, I'm like, listen, everybody has this gift. Mm-hmm. Everybody is born with an intuition. Everybody is born with some sort of spiritual gift. It's just a matter uh, as to whether you want to continue to develop it and whether you want to continue to enhance it. Right. I met with a girl and when she was a kid, she was like, man, when I was a little kid, I used to see ghosts. I used to see spirits all the time. Mm-hmm. But one day, pasó un susto. Like, something happened to her that scared her, and she shut it off. She was like, I don't want to do this ever again. And she started blocking and blocking. And now that she's older, you know, now she's like, man, how do I get that back? And I go, it's always there. But you just have to now start getting, you know, back in tune with who that is. So... Everybody has the gift. It's just a muscle. You just need to work and listen to yourself. Because most people that's not most people don't listen to themselves. And it starts with like a little thing, like turn here or don't go there, you know, or call this person. And then you call me like, oh my God, I was just thinking about you. It's those little coincidences that start leading you to a bigger and bigger. I need to tap into that more because um because I've had experiences, and I talked about this one um once, but this one like tripped me out because one of my best friends um he was going through something real deep in his life, and all of a sudden like I was like we we talk all the time like on a daily kind of weekly basis type thing, and I was telling him um we always joking around, but I was like I was like bro like how are you like how are you for real like what's going on with you like is there anything going on? He's like, man, like, I'm so glad you asked me. Like, I've been wanting to talk about it and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't understand how these things happen. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel something within me. I'm like, you need to reach out to this person. You need to talk to them. Oh, Oh, sorry. my. Yeah, my, like, speaker went off in the background and it said something weird. I was like, what the hell is that? Oh, my goodness, yo. (laughs) What did it say? Did you hear what it said? I don't know. It was like a woman's voice. And I don't know. That's why I looked. I was like, what is that? I know. I, I heard something too, but como no estaba viendo like exactly on the camera, I, was, I, I saw you turn and I was like, yo, what was that? <laughs> Somebody's visiting us. Oh man. Who knows? They're always around. They're always around, but don't creep me out. It's Halloween and I have a little bit of a chicken shit. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little scared. I don't like scary movies or any of that stuff. And I'm home by myself. You know, that's so funny because I was watching earlier um, a BuzzFeed video of Latinos going to a haunted hotel and talking to spirits and all of that. So that's so interesting that that just happened. But um, 
But anyway, yeah. switching the switching the subject. Right. Speaking about um tapping into spirituality and intuition, how would you recommend that somebody taps back into it like that girl maybe like how can someone go back to it? Well, like I said, you know, for me one of the one of the um things that helped me the most was definitely meditating, right. you know, spending time kind of in silent because what I tell people all the time is your mind never shuts off, right? We we dream, and a lot of times people who are tapping into these gifts, they'll always tell you right away. They're like, "Oh man, I you know I have all these dreams, and then things happen in my dreams." And I say, "Yeah, because the dream state, your sleep state, is the time where you finally are quiet enough that the universe, that your angels, that your guides, that God, whatever it is that you believe in, you know, are communicating with you. That's the moment where you're silent enough." So you need to find time during the day to still your mind in order to hear whatever it is that those messages are. Um, once you do that, then definitely the second thing, um, my cat is attacking me. Then the second thing that you need to do once you, you know, kind of start connecting to, to meditating is start listening to the intuition. Like I said, when you get that little feeling that says, you know, you're at this red light and it says, hey, make a left here instead of going your regular route, listen to it. You know, when you get that intuition, it says, man, I wonder what happened to so-and-so. I should probably call them. Act on it. Don't wait. Hmm. You know, start listening to those little those little impulses. And that those are gonna start leading you to to the bigger to the bigger messages. That is so awesome. So what is mm-hmm. what was your growing up like? Um, how was it all spiritual and everything like that, or did you just kind of have to discover this for yourself? You know, it's funny because I grew up, my dad is a pastor. Oh, what? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a fun fact. Um, my dad is a pastor. My uncle is a pastor. So I grew up, you know, in church. Right. Really. Um, so, you know, we were very big into obviously Christianity. So we were very big into like the gifts of the spirit and, you know, all of that laying on of hands and all mm-hmm. these things. Um, but as I got older um and obviously we all go through that teenage years where I was like nuts crazy my parents are still not over it um but it wasn't until I got older that I started questioning more religion and exploring more spirituality you know exploring more like what else is out there you know do I really believe this particular religion because it's what I believe or it's the only thing I've been taught and I'm too afraid to believe anything else Right. That's important so I, to do. Mm-hmm. So that's what I kind of started doing and exploring. And and now, man, you come to my house and I have like every deity under the sun. Like just because I believe now in a little <laughs> bit of everything. That's so funny. Yeah, because um, I have a friend. You know, I think I might have to get rid of this thing because it, anyway, my a fr- an old friend who are not really friends anymore um, gave me this little baby Buddha. Or not Buddha. It's the God of Ganesh. Um, this little guy right here. And Uh so my mom was tripping because she's like super, you know, religious. And she's like, only one God type of thing. But I'm like, I don't really think that it's bad to have like um, symbols or whatever, because that reminds you of something. That reminds, you might not believe in that, but that reminds you of who gave you that or whatever. But um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. When I I started doing this, I had to like block my dad from my story because, (laughs) because from my IG stories. Right. Because I started doing, you know, obviously my stuff is abundance and, you know, I do crystals and I do the chakras. Like my book Yo, is about chakras are with all this stuff. So one day I posted this thing on abundance and like how to, you know, what stones to do for abundance and, you know, how to cleanse your wallet. And my dad calls me and he goes, oye, pero tú estás haciendo brujería ahora. <laughs> No, Bobby, but oh, you know what? It's you know, it's it's what I do, Dad. I love you, and you know, it's just you know, you have to respect me. I'm a grown woman now, like right. You know, that Cuban so accent is is so interesting because we don't hear that out here in California. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Oh, that's where my dad is. He's in California. Oh, your dad lives in California. Where about? Explains the hour change. I was like, where the hell is he? Oh, dang. Yeah, I thought, sorry. I totally thought you knew. Yeah, I'm in California, in the Bay Area, San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. And you're out there in Miami enjoying all that sun. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, California is beautiful, man. Let me tell you, I was out there, you know, visiting my dad not too long ago. My mom and my mom lives in Key West. So much about Florida. Isn't that at the bottom, right? It's all it's the southernmost point of the United States. Right before Cuba, right before where your family's from. 90 miles to Cuba. I was actually born in Puerto Rico. And my another fun fact. Yes. Yes. That is super cool. Uh Uh-huh. So um, talk to us about how we can have more karmic energy, positive karmic energy in our finances and all of that. How does that work? So, um, you know, what I tell a lot of people is we have to really become more conscious of how we treat our money. Um, our relationship with money is just like an intimate relationship that you have with a friend or, or with a lover. You know, if you treat your money badly, it's not going to want to stay with you. It's going to want to go. Right. If you treat your money positively, then the money is going to want to stay, right? So how do you treat money good? Pay attention to it. You know, when you get paid, you need to look at your finances. You need to set a budget. You need to have respect for your earnings, respect for the money that you do. Hmm. Um, and not be, you know, think about the energy that goes into it also when you spend, which is something that I mentioned <clears throat> also as well, which is, for example, if I'm going to go buy you, Daniel, a gift, right? I'm like, oh, my God, I love this guy. He's so awesome. I'm going to go. I'm going to buy him this little thing. I know he's going to love it. The energy behind that of me swiping my card or taking out my wallet and buying it, that's positive energy that's going into that gift, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm excited. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm not thinking that it's going to cost whatever, however much money. Because I'm just thinking about the energy and how happy you're going to be when you receive that. But now it's different if you get a flat tire and now you're waiting for the tow truck on the side of the road and you're like, this is awful, you know, and I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. So that's a different energy. Right. So it's very, very important that when you swipe your card, what energy you're doing, because if you're low on funds, every time you swipe your card, you're going to cringe. Right. We've all been there. We've all been in, you know. I was there today because (laughs) uh, it wasn't really a big deal, you know what I'm saying? But um, I don't have a job right now because I just quit my job at the credit union that I was working at because, you know, life happens and I just needed to focus on school. But anyway, so I I went to go get a car wash, right? But I was like in the car wash line and I was was just like, whatever, because I had like somebody spilled like some juice all over my car. And so I was, yeah, it was like grape juice or whatever. But um, I was like, I was like, oh, I can just wash it down with a rag or whatever at the house. But I was like in a state of mind and I was I was like already out and I was like, I was like, oh, car wash, I need to wash this. And so I swiped it and I was like, damn, I really just paid $8 for a car wash that I could have done on my, like, I just, I just needed to wipe that little part off. But then right. I was, but then I remembered, I was like, oh, I got an interview with Karmic Currency today. Let me just get some good vibes out there. And I'm like, I'm thankful <laughs> I got these $7. It's really not even the end of the world, but um, let me just, you That's know. And then I was just portraying it to myself. And I, I was like, I was like, your car can be a representation of yourself. You're taking care of mm-hmm. it. You know, just keep the good vibes coming. Todo eso, so. Yes, exactly. You see? That's exactly. Yeah, so I'm really like trying that. And yeah, I've been t- tapping into um the crystals and all of that, um, crystal jewelry and all that, just to like remind yourself of like grounding yourself and all of that. Right. No, and, and look, you know, it's important just to, those little things, like we said earlier, are reminders. Right. You know, I I make chakra candles also. And people are like, oh, which chakra candle should I buy? And this and this. I'm like, listen, the chakra candle is not a magic trick. You know, it's not a cure to, to what's happening. It's a reminder. Right. It's a moment for you to light these candles, to set your intention, to read the affirmations. And every day that you light the candle, whether you turn it on and off or whether you leave it lit, I have a friend who has like a fire phobia, so she's always turning off her candle. And then she turns it on and off. It lasts her like two months. It's insane. But anyway. How long are they supposed to last you? <laughs> if you leave them lit, they last about three and a half, almost four days. Oh, that's fast. Yeah. But, you know, she like, I don't know. Everybody has a different thing with candles. But right. the thing is, is that it's a meditation. It's a reminder. It's so that every day that you see it, every day that you light it, you remind yourself what it is that you're trying to accomplish, what it is that you're trying to change about yourself, what it is that you're trying to attract within yourself. Because it, listen, we're human. We we can't help our reactions. You know, I just had debit card fraud on my account 
and I don't even know who used it. Somebody used like 200 bucks at the mechanic at an auto parts store. And I've been a whole week without my debit card. So this has been like a lesson. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I know. Back to, back to the old days where just cash, right? Yeah. I went to the bank today and I had to withdraw cash because it's a long weekend. Monday there's, um, I don't know, obviously when this is going to air, but we got Columbus day coming up. So banks are closed. So I'm like, no, no, I need any cash for the weekend. No, it's a fact. So, um, with that being said, um, do you do, um, what kind of services do you offer? Like what, what do you do for, for anybody that wants to talk to you? So, um, my, right now I hold a mortgage broker license and I'm also a licensed life health and variable annuity agent throughout the state of Florida. So for people who are into the currency side, I can do that, you know, just kind of analytical and just, you know, basic, any type of money situation that you may need, I can do. Um, when it comes to the karmic portion, then I do the business coaching. I do the consulting. I combine your chakra energy. Um, and I do, you know, I use all of that. Anybody who meets with me, I do take appointments via Skype. And I do do appointments, obviously, over the phone and online for people right. who are not, you know, here in Miami. Um, and those are always, you know, cool. there's a questionnaire that people fill out. Once I get that back, then I already can kind of identify what's happening, both energetically and financially with what's, you know, happening with you. Um, if you're, if we do the appointment on Skype, I make you send me pictures so I can <laughs> energy. That's cool. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. what's it called? So like, do you tap into like their Instagram profile and you see what was going on there or just like whatever? No, no IG pictures. And I tell them, you know, I need recent pictures, pictures of you by yourself. You know, a couple selfies are fine, but you know, I need a few pictures that are like, you know, someone taking a picture of ah, you. Okay. You know? Um, and no pictures from five years ago, because what I do is I tap into the current energy into the current moment. So I can read what, what's happening with you at that time. Don't send me a picture from five years ago because you're not the same person you were five years exactly. ago. Exactly. The energy could have changed. Mm -hmm. Or even two months ago. Right. You're not the same. So um, what I was going to ask you um, was how... So parents, you know, this is the, the Millennials People of Color podcast. So mm -hmm. how do you explain this to a parent? And how do you just say, like, there's a lot more to money and karma and all of that like you know what i'm saying like it's so even so hard for me to ask you the question but how do you do mm -hmm. that like how do you break those generational um curses i guess you could call them or generational preconceived notions how do we do that well it, you know it's funny because i'm actually raising millennials i have two sons and one is 19 and the other one is 17 you look so, so young for having you know those millennial sons yeah yeah, and they're they're so gorgeous, and they're both six feet. They like tower over me. Yikes! Um, so yeah, they're they're handsome. They're good boys, but yeah. So I have this conversation with them, you know, all the time about you know money and how to save money and how to work. Right. Um, yeah. But like with my oldest son, you know, he just graduated high school, and so he's you know thinking about going to college. And I told him, I go, don't rush to go to college. Because student loan debt, and we talked about this kind of before we, uh, I think before we started recording, um, student loan debt right now is the number two debt in the world. I, I mean, in the U.S., you know, so I don't want my own son to rush into going to college if he doesn't know what the hell he's going to do when he exactly, gets there. Exactly. A fact. I don't yeah. want him walking around in art class, you know, going to every museum you know, in town, it's beautiful. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't get an education, but what are you paying for? You know, if you're going to go to school because you're going to be a doctor, because you're going to be an accountant, you're going to be an architect, because you're going to do something that requires a specific degree, then okay, you know? But if you don't know what you're going to do yet, don't rush into it. All this hype for college, and I, listen, I don't even know this is bad advice. I'm talking to you now like I talked to my own kid. <laughs> hey it's it, it is what it is maybe somebody needed to hear that because nobody hears the realness i agree with you about that whole like you don't know what you're gonna get into and all of that like it's true but i also do think that these core classes oh what core classes you're gonna take you know a math class a humanities class this is dumb 
figure out what you want to do with your life, get a job, learn some real world experience, because at the end of the day, you're going to go to college and no one's going to hire you anyways, because you don't have experience. Mm. So get the experience. Then when you decide that you found a career or field that you like, then study it, then do that, you know? Mm. And that's why millennials actually, they're saying too, that this is a generation that is more entrepreneur than any other generation. Because they're coming into this, you know, like you, you're starting your podcast, you're starting this launch, you know, and this is, this is amazing. This is your catalyst. You have a forum, you have people who are going to find you. This is not like, you know, when my parents or even when I was growing up, we didn't have, you know, Facebook, we didn't have Instagram. We didn't, we had MySpace. (laughs) Right. I had MySpace um, too at one point, you know, with all those glittery pictures that all the girls would put up there with the... La bandera de wherever you're from, all of that. Uh, I love that when people will go in, I can have my favorite song playing. Like, I wish no, I could I do that. I love that. I wish Instagram did that. Like, if I just tapped on somebody's and then, like, you know, whatever what? they had. Yeah. Okay. On your story, I can add my favorite song. That, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> like, who are the people that seek you out most? Is it, like, businesses? Is it Latinos or parents? Or, like, how does it work? You know, honestly, I have really a very diverse um, a clientele base. I have um, one client who is an attorney and he's Jewish mm. and he's in his probably mid 50s um, to, you know, a young woman, you know, who, who comes to see me. So it really it could be anybody. Really, the people who come to see me are people who are tired of, you know, uh, having a negative relationship with their money. They're tired of living paycheck to paycheck or, you know, they're having some sort of a, of a feeling that they, they know that something's got to give. They know that something's not right. They're like, this is not normal. My behavior with money and my patterns with money aren't, this is not working for me and they need somebody to help them change. And really that's where I come in and I help coach you through the process. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we really didn't talk too much about and maybe for next time um is your money mindset what oh, people no, no, no. let's talk about it now you know you already brought it up so your money mindset is something that we learn as kids so that mentality that stays with you that stays with you so for example us latinos right they always teach you you gotta work hard you know you gotta go to work you know you gotta earn your key um, so that's a mentality. That's a mindset that's embedded in you. As you grow up, I got to work hard to make money, I gotta work hard to make money, I gotta work hard to make money. But when you shift your energy into the law of attraction and changing into that abundant state where you start talking about, you know, listen, money flows easily to me. Business opportunities will come to me. You know, I already am abundant. Then you shift that mindset from having to work hard, which is why the older generation freaks out with the millennials. Right. You guys are making money, you know, doing things on social media and they don't see any of that. They don't know. My my family has no idea what I do. Most of my friends don't even know what I do because they don't even pay attention. Right. You know, they're not on, they're not connected to the social media. They don't do hello. Didn't you see my Instagram page? I've been posting about it all week. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like, important to support oh, each other no, on that. And tapping into um, the money mindset you really got to speak things into existence nowadays, you know? Um, And it's so cool that everybody is being more aware spiritually and all of these things, because now we're like deconstructing all the things that we have built upon ourselves. And we're like, that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. And this is what I want to do with myself. Like for myself, I quit my job, but I'm like, you know what, this semester, I'm going to have an on-campus job or something near the school so that I can go right after work and go study. I'm talking all of these things to myself so that I can project it. And manifest mm-hmm. it. You know of what course. I'm saying? And it will happen. The manifestation process first starts in your third eye, in your third chakra, where you can visualize it. Right. And then you start to speak it into existence with your throat chakra. And then you start to believe it with your heart chakra. And then it manifests. It creates. You know, it, it manifests itself into existence. We create all of our life experiences, positive or negative. We're creating that. I think it's important for men to tap into um, to these spiritual things and like to tap into feminine energy because 
to be honest, we all have a little bit of something. Women have a little bit of masculine energy. Men have a little bit of feminine energy. And the more you learn about these things, you're like, wow, that explains so much, you know? My my son is in complete denial to his gifts. My oldest one, mm-hmm. um, he, he sees auras. And um, and now he like picks up palm reading. I have no idea how. So that and comes he, from you probably. Maybe your spiritual vibes have carried on. What are auras? Talk to us about that. So auras are, everybody has an aura. Right. So the same way that when you meet somebody that you get a feeling. So the aura is a color significance that goes with that. So a person who can read aura can see you. And so essentially there's an energy field that that is like a silhouette. It's not a shadow, but it hovers like on the top layer of your skin mm. and it can go out, you know, up to two to three feet even outside of your physical body. Wow. And so, again, so those colors change according to your vibe, according to who you are. Um, you you could see they could see colors. Um, and so he told me about it one day and I was like, man, that's awesome. You know, that's really cool. You can, you know, definitely do that. And, and I remember we went to visit, um, a friend of mine, his, uh, grandfather was very, very sick and I'm good friends with the family. So we right. happened to have been in the neighborhood and they went with me. And when we got in the car, he goes, mom, I tried to see his aura and I didn't see anything. And I was like, yeah, what does that mean? And he's like, no, that means that his soul is like leaving. That means he's going to pass away soon. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, but he's in complete denial. He's in wow. complete denial. But like, he, he can just see it. Can he like, mm-hmm. he can turn it on and off and all of that? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same with all of your gifts. You can, you know, if he, with reading the aura, some people can see them, you know, very quick, but he's also kind of learning his gift as well. He's, cool, yeah. you know, he's figuring that out too. But yeah. So, I mean, that's a gift that, that goes on with, as you, as you grow up. Awesome. So yeah, let's talk about your plot twist that you were talking about earlier. We're going to shift over to some of the segments real quick. So what's your plot twist and the shift and change that brought you to where you are today? So it's funny because when I when I read what obviously that you were going to ask me that I really started to think about it all day today. And I'm like, man, I think my whole life has just been one plot oh, twist. Man. Okay. We're plot twist um, siblings then because I'm the same way. Yeah. And it's, I'm just trying to turn on the light because it's dark in here. But no, you're fine. Yeah. It's um, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, everything that I've gone through in my life has led me to the next event and led me to the next thing and the next thing. Um, definitely the most recent plot twist uh, for sure has been when I got let go of, you know, of, of that corporate banking job. Um, you know, I was working and they ranked, you know, top 10 percent of the company. And I got hired, I got recruited at this other bank and they, um, within six months, they let me go. And, and the funny thing is, is that of course my, my spidey senses and my bruja senses told me not to take that job. They were like, Sandy, don't do it. Eso no pa ti. You know, that's, you know, better than to go over there. But I went anyways. They, they threw a crazy amount of money at me. I was like, how am I going to say no? Right. And, but you and know that, what? That's important that you say that because it's like everybody, as much as people want to say that money isn't, um, money doesn't matter. You shouldn't care about the money. It's the whole reason why we wake up. You know what I'm saying? It's the whole reason why we get dressed. You know, we mm-hmm. all do things because we need money. And it's so hard sometimes because we look at money and then we're like, well, how could I say no to that? We're so, you know, strapped for it that we just lose mm-hmm. our sense of intuition and our sense of who we are because of money that's coming in. Right. And I can't call the electric company and tell them, you know, Hey, do you want a Reiki session or do you want to? Yeah. What <laughs> is Reiki? Now that you mentioned it, how, how does this work? What is Reiki all about? So Reiki is a Japanese technique for healing. Um, and again, just like I said earlier, everybody has a gift. People have been doing Reiki on themselves without even knowing, right? Because what happens? You get a headache and you rub your temples. You get a bellyache, you oh, rub yeah. your tongue. You know, when you're when you're a little kid and you bump your knee, what does your mom come? She rubs sana sana colito de rana, right? They they rub it. So essentially, we have already been doing Reiki for many many years and 
unconsciously you've been doing it on yourself. Yeah, Latinos do it with vaporu. We be we be rubbing like, everything con vaporu. We're like, ahí está, and- sana sana colita de rana. <laughs> We re- we remix Reiki real quick with some vaporu. That's it. Everything, everything is on like fix. No, don't be like, have a bruise putty, have a pimple putty. Right. You can't breathe putty. You your finger hurts put it. You know that's so funny. But yeah, sorry to to um to interrupt you. Yeah, go on with that. But uh, but yeah, so that's what Reiki is. It's Japanese uh, technique, and it's basically it's a lean- laying on of hands um where the Reiki. Uh, master has the ability to channel healing energy into the person that they are administering the Reiki to. Oh, cool. And yeah. Really, yeah. And really just your body receives whatever it is that it needs. You know, okay. obviously most times I ask people, do you have, you know, something that you want me to focus on? Some people say, no, I had one lady come and she was like, no, I don't have anything. And I was like, okay. And when I was doing it, I spent a lot of time on her chest, like in her heart. And then the message came to me that she had breast cancer. Wow. Yeah. So when we were done at the end, I told her and I said, listen, I spent a lot of time here in this chest area. I said, do you have, you know, I wanted to be sensitive and I just wanted to, didn't want to tell her you have breast cancer and then she's going to think something bad. So I was like, do you have, you know, issues with your breast or with your heart? Mm. And that's what she told me. She goes, yeah, I was diagnosed with breast cancer two years ago and she was in remission. And I was like, okay, explains why when I was there, my hands were like magnets, like just. That's crazy. Yeah. Like everybody thinks that these things are made up, you know what I'm saying? But like, this is not, no, this is something like um, a divine gift that you've been given. And it's Mm -hmm. important that you keep tapping into that. That's crazy. I, I mean, crazy in a good way, you know what I'm saying? Like, crazy in a believable way, because, wow, I'm just amazed. I really am, because so many times we think that everything is so taboo, and these taboo things are usually things that help us move forward, you know? They're these things that we need to uncover for ourselves. But this is a movement that we're going into now, and and again, it kind of goes back to the millennials. I think that because the millennials are coming up now more entrepreneur they're looking more to pave their own way, you know, versus just settling for the status quo, just going to work at a company to just get your 401k and your benefits. You know, we're looking for more. They're asking for more. And within that, they're searching and they're starting to connect to a higher level of consciousness. And they're starting to tap in to that independent spirit that they have. Right. Because at the end of the day, we were all born here on a mission. And I think that this generation is kind of the one that's elevating that consciousness. Where, I mean, with all these shootings that oh that happen, people talk so much shit, honestly, about the kids. And like, oh, this generation is lost. They don't care about nothing. Siempre están en el teléfono, que no le importa nada. But <laughs> when these shootings happen, yeah. but when all these shootings happen, all these young kids, I get goosebumps talking about it took to the streets they had they organized marches they organized walkouts they really have come together with the power of social media with the power of you know the internet to create a change you know and to really make their voices heard where they're saying listen yeah we're on our phones but we hear what's going on and you guys are making your own decisions you're hearing both sides of the story and you're making your own opinion to find your own truth. Right, yeah. No, it turns into, um, technology really turns into so many different ways of either inspiration, news, entrepreneurship, all of that. So that it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be moving on to the segments. We're going to be moving into Dimelo Daniel, where we're going to be, usually it is more pop culture and news and current events and all of that. But... This time, you guys, we're going to be kind of following along with the whole um, millennials um, and finances type of tip right now. So we are looking up 29 surprising facts that would explain why millennials see the world differently. And we're going to be talking to um, to Sandy right now about kind of what she thinks about this. So the number one thing is millennials are carrying a total of one trillion dollars in student debt. And you just, said it, you just said it earlier. You just said it earlier. It is the number two, como era? The number two debt? 
Number the number one debt in the United States is mortgages. Mm-hmm. The number two debt in the United States is student loan debt. They're predicting that by 2025, that the number one debt will be student loan debt. Right. And that's for me as a mom. I'm not trying to encourage my kid to be part of that statistic because suicide rates right now in these, you know, college students are so high. Right. Because just getting so overwhelmed, you know, and there's all this pressure and they just don't know how to handle it. You know, live your and do you. I mean, I agree. I mean, I'm 25 and I don't um, have that much student debt right now, thankfully, because, you know, FAFSA came through and all of that. But um, but that's scary to know. I didn't know it was that high until you told me right now that that is the on, on average. I used to have tellers at the bank that on average would have anywhere between 15, 15 to 30 thousand dollars of student loan debt. And they hadn't even finished. Wow. Because. Again, this is for planning because a lot of times they go to college and they're like, oh, you can get a loan. You can get one of these subsidized loans and they give you 2,500 bucks a semester. And you're like, no, you defer it. You defer it. And so now you're living, you know, in this rap video. Right. 2,500 bucks, cash money. And, um, but yeah, you got to pay that back at some point. You got to pay that back. Yeah, it all comes full circle. And. It's not even like you're paying twenty five hundred. You're paying a lot more. Oh yeah. With the interest and yeah. all of that. Um, so let's find another one on here. Um, there was one that really interested me. Okay, so sixty four percent of millennials would rather make forty thousand dollars a year at a job they love than a hundred thousand dollars a year at a job they think is boring. Which I can see both. I would not mind making a lot of money and have a little vacation time here and there, you know what I'm saying, with the $100,000, then kind of scrapping for, you know, I think it's just hard because I think you might be able to say, yeah, I'll take the $40,000 for something I love, but you might end up hating what you'd love if you can't make money off of that, you know? What would your idea, ideal situation be? Um, I, If you love something, I mean, it's a thin line between love and hate, but... I could see where that would be. What did what was it? Sixty two percent. It was como era sixty four percent. Would rather make forty thousand dollars with something they love and a hundred thousand dollars with um, a job that they think is boring. And that that actually goes back to what I was saying, where the millennials now are going more into entrepreneurship. So if you take those sixty two percent or sixty four percent that are earning forty grand, I bet you five bucks right now that they all have some sort of side hustle. And this is leading to my next one, too. 35% of um, employed millennials have started their own business on the side to supplement their income. Drop the mic, boo. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That's I, it. Because they're, you know, again, they're seeing that this is not our grandparents' time. This is not our parents' time where trabajabas en una factoría or you would go and... You know, you, you had this job where you had benefits. Mira, tienes seguro. You got a pension. Right. <laughs> now they do like, you know, I don't I really want to, I really want to have dinner at your house because I feel like your, your Spanish vibes and everything is just so like electric. You know what I'm saying? Like it, I feel it out here, you know? So that, yeah. that's so funny. Um, come, come, come whenever you want. Or when I go to LA, you come. My Cuban family is over there. Oh no, I'm in San Francisco. Well, but it's not far. It's a few hours. Yeah, it's like six hours, seven hours, depending on how you drive. Um, so we're going to be going into the stat chat and we're going to be talking about um, about something a little funny. And, you know, since we're Latinos up in here, do y'all prefer a significant other who can dance? 77% said yes and 23% said no. What do you have to say about that, Sandy? Hell yes. Right. I need a man who can dance. I agree with you. Like, dancing is life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have found out that I do a lot of um, sound healing for myself. So, like, if I feel upset, I just put Mm -hmm. salsa on real loud in my car. And I, like, drive around. And I feel good right after. And I'm like, nothing happened. You know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, the drums and the beats, it just, like, fills me up. And I'm just like, I'm good. Whatever just happened, that's fine. I'm going to move forward with it. So. Listen, music music can transport you into any mood. And music is so powerful. 
I just started putting on my, I don't know if you noticed, Daniel, I, I just started it like this week. Um, on my Instagram page, I started now putting lyrics to songs that have money. Oh, and I haven't noticed that. Yeah, I'm gonna... so I'm like super excited about it because I love music. I'm, you know, a lyrics junkie. Of course, I'm a writer also. So for me, that's great. So today I posted um, Kanye West, mm -hmm. the, the lyrics um, from from Gold Digger, right. where he said she was supposed to uh, she was supposed to buy a kid Tyco with your money, but she went and got life with her money. <laughs> <laughs> now she had me looking like Michael with your money. Anyway, so I posted that caption, and I I don't know if anybody else thinks it's funny. I don't care, but so I I've like been that. doing. So I've been I, doing I like a little I'm going to have to turn on the post notifications for you so that I can um, keep up with what you're doing with the music. But yeah, I agree. Music is, I mean, I don't knock people with Sino Samako and Wailaru, you know, like you, maybe you just weren't raised in a household that danced, or maybe you just never tapped into your own physicality that you can do. But I encourage everybody to learn how to dance. I think about my kids all the time. My boys, you know, they don't dance. The oldest one does not dance. The younger one, he's got some rhythm, but he's doing all that weird dancing that's out now that i don't even know what the hell it is they're doing <laughs> yeah, all, these all those trendy videos, videos that comes out yeah but he does all those but he's he's got he's got some moves but i tell him all the time i'm like listen to me right now you need to dance because this is important girls like that yeah no it's it's a fact your significant yeah. other will be appreciative of that so the next mm -hmm. one is would you rather travel the world for free or eat anywhere for free 91 percent said they would rather travel and nine percent said eat what do you got to say about that? I think I'd rather travel. I yeah, think I'd rather too. travel. For like, sure. Off top, sure. like send me anywhere in the world for free. Yeah. I will be, I'll be happy. Because a me plane too. ticket costs a lot more than a plate of food. Dependiendo Absolutely. your cost, you know, because then people be wild. The experience. Mm -hmm. the experience that you get from travel also stays with you a lot longer than a plate of food. Right. I mean, maybe you know? not for the 9% who said they'd rather eat, but I agree with you. Because they're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you probably told them when they were at lunch. <laughs> exactly. So the so next they were one. Like, I want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, food, food, como dicen? Food is the passport to a man's belly. No, food, the belly is the a passport to, to the heart. eso. You know, clearly I don't know that one. through his stomach. That one. So do you feel like you can recognize your own intuitive voice? 73% said yes, and 27% said no. And this is interesting because we're talking to somebody who's all about intuition. Um, mm -hmm. I think I would have said yes. I would have been in that 73%. Um, but how do you feel about that, that people don't really recognize that? Well, like I said, I think that there needs to be a follow-up. I think you should pull that again. And then follow-up question to that should be, do you listen to yourself? Okay. Because that yes everybody everybody hears their voice of intuition like i said earlier everybody has it everybody hears it it's just a matter of you listening to yourself because what happens is you don't listen to yourself then some shit happens and then what do you say you're like damn i knew it i freaking knew it i knew that was gonna happen i should have listened to myself just and like then you when you're taking a test you're like i knew it was letter a and not letter b but i thought about it so hard and now i'm wrong you're right that's always say go with your gut whatever first thought comes into your mind do that because then you let the analytical mind take over and your rationale starts kicking in you know your your parents voices start kicking in your fear starts kicking in you start thinking and second guessing yourself and then it winds up you know wrong so listen to yourself oh yeah i agree with that i mean your gut knows the best thing for you. And then the mm -hmm. last one, last and final one. Once a cheater, always a cheater. 49 said yes, and then 51% said no. That was a hard one. I, it, it is hard, but, you know, I think maybe because I'm a little bit older than the majority of the people listening to the podcast, I think people do have the ability to change. Me too. And I don't think that all... All cheating uh, rules are the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, there could be different scenarios when it comes to cheating. And you have so, to always know what's going on in the background, too, of the whole story. Like, 
right. I don't condone cheating, but I do understand sometimes when I'm like, well, you weren't satisfied. There's always communication that could have gone down, but you got to keep the sparks going. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that, I don't well, think look, anyone should be cheated on at all, but I do believe that you need to keep yourselves attracted to each other. This is true. And the thing is too, is that people need to understand that love is something that evolves. You know, love doesn't always stay the same. So, you know, when you first meet somebody, there's this lust, there's that passion, but that eventually fades and it changes and it builds into a more comfort. That's when you're finally, okay, like we're hanging out in pajamas and I can fart in front of you, you know, mm-hmm. in front of your, your partner. So love changes, but a lot of times people cheat because they're too afraid to hurt the other person or to tell the other person, hey, I'm not happy anymore. Oh, so true. Wow. That's such a good, yep. you know, so again, some people are just shady. But again, it's not always the case. Dang, you really added a good element. Like, I feel bad to tell them that I don't love them anymore. So I'm going to do something else on the side. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times if you're older, if there's kids involved, if there's families involved, you know, sometimes that that gets complicated. Oh, trust. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to be moving on to the last and final segment of the podcast. Uh, What? goes down in the dms what goes down in the instagram dms that you of of your page karmic currency is it a lot of people talking good positive stuff do people talk smack what goes on in there no in my on my karmic currency dms it's it's mixed it's 50 percent people who really do it's very positive people message me and they're like hey i needed to hear this today thank you so much i love those messages yeah, me too. Those are my favorite. And the other 50% are just my friends, man. We're just meme addicts. Like, we just meme all day. Just I think memes that- are something that are so universal. You know what I'm saying? But this is a millennial thing. Like, I just speak meme. Like, I'm in a conversation, and I'm just like, oh, my God, did you see the meme that said? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like it, it crosses generations because my mom, she used to send me them all the time. Not anymore because I'm not really on Facebook like that anymore. But my mother, you know, she's like 65 years old or or something like that. And it's just like, it's so funny because anybody could relate to memes. No, they're awesome. My kids are not on any of my social media handles. They don't, they don't want to follow me on any of my stuff. So I have to screenshot and send it to them. We have a group chat. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So I sent them one one day that it was like when I'm raising sons and it says chores, chores before hoes or something like that, you know? And I was like, yeah, you want to go on chores before hoes. That's that's so funny. I like so, your parents. I send style. them all kinds of stuff and they're like, mom, you're so annoying. That, that's cute, though. <laughs> I, I do like that. that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. What are your social media handles and how can people find you and get a hold of you? So you can, I'm out, I'm out here on social media all the time. I post, you know, four to five times a day because obviously I'm growing the page. It's like a full-time job. Um, but all my, is. Yeah, no, it's, it's exhausting. Um, but all my social media handles are under Karmic Currency. Um, they can find me through there. Obviously, I'm on, what am I on? Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook. I have, I have a Snapchat, but I never really use it. I mean, does anybody even use Snapchat? Um, I do, but I don't. I do, like, if I just want to snap my friends random funny pictures that I see. But I only have certain people on my Instagram and certain people on my Snapchat. And sometimes I don't want them to cross. So if I have something that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just have your certain audience on each one. So. Right. No, I get it. I have my personal Instagram. And I have my, you know, my, my karmic currency Instagram. You can follow me on both. I don't care. My, listen, I'm an open book. I am who I am, and I encourage everybody to just follow me. You know, you're gonna, you're either gonna love me, or you're gonna hate me. Either way, it's on you. Thank you so much for joining us um, and becoming part of the Plot Twist family. We are juiced um, to see where you're gonna be going in the future, and hopefully, you can come back on the podcast again. Yeah, definitely. Whenever you want me back, I would love it. I'm yeah. excited for everything that you're doing and all the recognition you're getting. So keep Thank up the you. good work. A lot of good things coming for you. I see I'm it. I'm glad we connected. Dang, y'all made it. Y'all really did make it all the way to the end of the episode. I do appreciate y'all for that, you know. Um, but I'll take my appreciation to the next level. If y'all didn't already subscribe, rate, and review as I suggested so nicely earlier. If y'all did that right here, that would be stupendous, you know. So 
go ahead and do some of that and if you can't rate review and subscribe right now because you already did so because you're a real one you know share it with a friend put it on your snapchat instagram stories what are the cool kids doing now twitter i'm just playing i tweet too so you know do all of those things if you would be so inclined to do so that would definitely help grow the plot twist family across the interwebs you know so share it with everybody oh and i did get quite a few ratings and reviews recently so if i get a couple more i'll be giving all of you guys shout outs on the next podcast episode next wednesday speaking of which you know we're going to be talking to talisha labird who is the brand partnership manager for the girl mob an online sisterhood for women of color stay tuned for that you guys thank you guys always for rocking with my shenanigans and the podcast episodes that i'll be putting out here again rate review and subscribe and i'll give you guys a shout out when it posts so thank you guys so much but we out y'all have a nice day y pongan salimpiado